like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Stark. Hello, hello. And we are here to round out the month of April 2021 with our drawing conclusions theme. And our last movie for the month is Your Name from 2016, a film that I'd been meaning to watch for quite some time. I heard a lot of positive things about it back then. Uh, it's hard to believe it was that long ago, to be honest. It feels like I just heard about it. Um, but we will get into our review in a little bit. But before we get to that, Corey and I like to catch up, uh, see how we've been doing, and talk about what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, how's it going? It's going. I'm glad it's Friday. How are you? I am all right. Uh, today was a little bittersweet. Um, not all of my seniors, but any. Uh, we have the IB program at our school, mm-hmm. and they uh, the IB program has extensive exams, so they get to leave two weeks earlier than our other seniors. Um, I didn't have many IB seniors, but I had uh, four, and um, two of them surprised me with uh, a friend's coffee mug, um, which. I didn't tell them this, but I literally just saw it and really wanted to buy it, but I was like, I shouldn't buy it. So I'm really glad I didn't because I got it. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And then, uh, and they both wrote me a little cards um, that were tacos uh, on the cards, like like they know me. You know what I'm saying? They got me a friend's coffee mug and uh, taco themed cards. Um, so uh, it was very unexpected. I wasn't prepared for that today. So like I wasn't, I was like not emotionally like ready to have to deal with that kind of like goodbye kind of thing. And then, um, one of my film seniors who I have not seen, uh, those were the two were f- from your book. And then um, one of my, my only IB student who's a, in my film program, uh, I haven't seen all year because she's been online. She, they, a bunch of the IB seniors came up to say goodbye to their teachers today. So I got to see her too. And again, I was not prepared uh, for the, the goodbye thing. So um, it's, it's a positive emotion, but it's also, you know, it's sad. Um you spend a lot of time with these students and this year is particularly bittersweet because it hasn't been the normal amount of time like that I would be with them. So uh, it, it's, it's always, again, um, I'm glad to see them succeeding and going off and having these you know big plans. And I, I can't wait to see what ends up for all of them. You know, I hope I get to hear some amazing stories, but it's still like, but they're going to be gone now. So it's always that mix of emotions, but, And then uh, a little apprehension because um, uh, my primary care physician was dropped from my insurance company. So they're no longer oh, yeah. in my network. It, it actually happened about a year ago, but because of COVID, we haven't really been able to go to the doctors. Like they've been advising, like they've had like online consultations if you needed something. We haven't had any. Not the same needs. to me. It's not. Uh, and like we our doctor again was dropped. So we were, we used like just kind of a random like doctor on demand to try to fill uh, a prescription um, for Taylor a while back. And they, even though we had like the name and everything, they still somehow messed it up. Like it was a similar, but not identical uh, prescription. And so like it was the same essential thing. So we tried it, but it, it, it just wasn't like clicking. Taylor was feeling off with it. So we want to get her back on the right medic, like the right prescription. So I, I had to make a new, a, like a whole new doctor. Like, so that we don't, we meet them next week. Um, 
And, you know, there's always a leprechaun because I really liked my doctor, although I didn't like his office staff towards the end. Like, calling to make an appointment became, like, a burden. Like, they were just obnoxious and loud, and uh, they would take forever to answer the phone. Um, and it almost felt like they were pocketing, like, copays and stuff, too. Like, it was, it just started feeling real sketch. And, yeah, and I don't know if any of that's true, mind you. I'm just saying, like, it felt... It felt like he was being manipulated. He was such a like people doctor. Like um, he stayed late too often. Like I think he was working himself to death, kind of thing. And uh, I was I was still sad that he was dropped from our, our plan. But um, you know, I, I, it's hard enough to go to the doctor with the plan. So I definitely can't go to a doctor without the insurance covering it. So uh, switching is necessary, but also stressful because you got you ha- you don't really know if you're going to click with the person until after you've already gone you know so like i'm going in hoping that uh this doctor is gonna be good but um good like in terms of i'm sure they're knowledgeable or whatever but i'm hoping that it's gonna click with taylor and then with me as well but uh and it it was a little inconvenient because we both we have we're going she goes tuesday i go wednesday but you know it's like they couldn't fit us in the same day kind of thing and it's like well that okay i guess um but i did ask it to be later in the afternoon because i don't want to miss work for it so i guess that's on me but because nothing's wrong with me like we're i need to get taylor her prescription i just want to get checks i'm trying to like my whole health thing is to like be healthy so i want to you know have blood work done and just make sure i'm me and my my cholesterol and blood pressure and all that's staying level so still doing right yeah but uh how about you Corey? how are you doing i'm fine I'm, yeah. Nothing exciting going on over here. Idaho just doesn't know, like, is it, like, creeping towards summer, you know, in the afternoon and then winter at night? So I have my air running around 4 or 5 o'clock and then I turn it off and put it on heat before I go to bed at, like, 1130. Man. Because, <laughs> so when it's on cool, guys, I live too many years without, like, air conditioning and I just can't be hot in my house so when it creeps up to 80 <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah so but it's when it's on cool it's on 72 and when it's on heat it's on 72 so well, yeah we uh we keep it in like the 70s as much as we're able to um it's hard down there it is we we do have a window unit that helps a little bit uh we haven't we we just replaced our central unit like a year ago mm-hmm. um so we haven't had to uh use the air the wind the window unit to like support the unit but uh i think kathy's just been running hot lately so she's been running it a little more um like during the day but uh yeah at night we're no no problem but still hot outside though it's like it's crazy hot outside but dude and you know we've talked about this i've told you like it can get up to like the hottest that it's been here is like 112 degrees a few days, usually in August, I can't hang. Like, I don't leave my house on those days. It's just too dang hot. But a lot of people around here are painting their houses black. Oh. Like, the whole house. That seems crazy. Right? And I'm like, guys, my house is yellow. <laughs> and I die. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's very strange. It looks very nice. Don't get me wrong. But, mm, I just That's can't imagine. Yeah, I've never seen that on a, like on a house. It's kind of weird, right? I don't know. We just well, live here. Yeah, it sounds like we've had 
you know, mostly uneventful weeks, but have you had a time to watch anything uh, since the last time we recorded? Um, I've just been uh, watching. I watched the, not the episode that came out this week on Thursday, but the one from last week for uh, Creep Show. I didn't realize that this is only the second season, but they only have six episodes a season and they released one of the episodes early for Christmas, which I thought that was just like a bonus episode. So we only get five episodes. uh, I was going to say this semester. Um, (laughs) And I've been rewatching game of Thrones because I never watched the last season except for the first episode. So it's really good rewatching it because so much happens. But, that's about it. Really? Man, this is uh, one of our shorter, uh, what we've been watching. I did binge watch um, the Invincible series uh, on Amazon Prime. It is an animated series based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman, who did the Walking Dead comics. Oh! Um, the voice cast is nuts. There's so many big names in the voice, uh, the, in the cast. that the one you were telling me about with Stephen Yun? Yes. Um, I think I might have watched the first episode like the night before we recorded last, but I've watched all eight. Uh, the last episode for the season one dropped today, in fact, and I watched it earlier. I didn't um, Yeah, I'm a, I'm a... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I was just saying I'm a big fan. I really enjoyed the series. Um, they're the first season they have confirmed season two and three are going to definitely happen. Dang. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. Cause I, I mean, there's a lot of comics, like it's been going on for a long time in, in the comics, but, um, and from my understanding, it does start with the, where the comics started. So like, there's a lot of source material if they want to keep this going for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, it is definitely not kid friendly. Um, it is violent, uh, a lot of cursing, I think. I feel like there's a lot of cursing. Um, there's a lot of cool characters though. It's not just invincible. And it is one of those kind of subversive uh comic books where it's 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 not uh it's it's deconstructing the hero idea of of a you know what makes a hero and that kind of thing and it's again it's very very violent so it's not like old dc or marvel where they were grounded by the comic book code and stuff like that it is definitely more if you like walking dead um it's you know and more in that line again it's not a zombie book but it's you know with superheroes and I, I just really enjoy the characters. Um, the voice acting is really top notch, even though again, yeah, some of the voices are recognizable. It didn't take away from me. Um, there's some cool stuff. I, I, some of the animation is not as smooth as it could be, but I think it's still, I think it's art style is cool. I like it. So, and I know Matt uh, over at what I watched tonight is also a big fan of the series. We both, uh, I, he had been watching it pretty much as it came out and I had not. And I just, I started last week and was like, Oh, I want to finish this. So I, I just kept watching episodes. Um, but I did watch a couple of movies. I didn't watch as many as normal, but um, I can't say anything about this one, but I will say that I watched psycho Gorman. Uh, that is going to be dropping on shutter later this uh, later in May. Um, that's why I can't, currently say if it's good bad whatever but it is coming to shutter so if you already subscribe again not sponsored by shutter but Corey uh just mentioned creep show which is a shutter original or shutter exclusive and um here's another thing going to be coming to shutter uh we, we do like shutter if you're a horror fan there's a lot of stuff on, on there i like i'm not i like horror but i'm not actively seeking it out usually so um but uh we're prepping for another episode of movie astrology. So I'm working through the top 10 from 1963. 
Uh, so I watched Come Blow Your Horn, which I, I'm pretty sure is the first Frank Sinatra-led film I've ever watched. Um, and I, I liked it. It's funny. Um, it's not... It doesn't entirely hold up, but it kind of redeems... Like, some of the, the treatment of women are definitely of the era. It's a very 60s movie in that way. But I do think there's some redemption to that towards the end where, like, the characters are like, oh, maybe we should be better. But still, like, the female characters are definitely very, you know, poorly written. They're not fleshed out. They they live to be won by the male characters. Um, but Sinatra, I, I, you know, obviously I've always heard of Frank Sinatra. I'm very aware of him, but I've never seen him in anything. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that part of it for sure, like getting to kind of witness this iconic um, person in on screen. And then I, I took two days because it was a three-hour movie. Um, but I watched The Great Escape from uh, 1963. Um, and it's one of those, like, you've seen so many parodies of scenes from this movie because it's a, it's so, I guess, iconic in the zeitgeist. Um, I, I knew it was an escape movie, but I didn't realize, like, the time period is World War II. And it's um, British soldiers in a Nazi prison trying to escape. Like, I didn't know any of that element of it until I went in to watch it. Um, and it's based on a true story, apparently, as well, uh, according to the letterbox. But um, the cast in this movie is pretty nuts. So it's got Richard Attenborough, Steve McQueen, um, Charles Bronson, Donald Pleasance, you know, from, uh, you'll, you know, him from Halloween, uh, and uh, James Corbin, Corbin, um, some other names, but those are the ones that, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's available to watch on prime right now, uh, with your subscription. And, um, it's definitely worth watching. I didn't love it, but, uh, by the end, I was actually pulled in more than I would thought I would be. Um, I was, I, I am a lot of times when we're watching a bunch of movies from a, a single year, I do throw them on in the background and just try to get what I can kind of thing. Um, so I, I'm not always giving it my full attention uh because it's not that kind of review we just we talk more collectively about the movies so i just need some kind of frame of reference and uh i i admittedly was not giving it my full attention by the end it had my attention like it, it had definitely pulled me in more than i thought at the beginning um i do it, it did feel a little long to be honest though like I there mean, parts, I'm like I, I get it i mean it is long but like some long movies don't feel long there are parts I'm like, I get, I get the gist of what's happening. Can we just like move it along? Let's, let's get to the, the great escape because that's the name of the movie. Like I know where we're going. Um, but, uh, it's definitely, you know, if you've not seen it, it's one I'm glad to have checked off my list. It's a, it's a big movie from the year and also like from film history. Um, so checking it off the list is always, uh, a good thing for me. I like to, to, you know, I like to complete films that I've heard a lot about. That's part of the reason we do this podcast is to get through all of these uh, big name movies that maybe we've been sleeping on or we just never got to. Um, this gives us an opportunity to uh, to move forward with that. So um, that's it, though. We're we're gonna. This is gonna be a slightly faster episode, potentially, depending on how much uh, we've got to say about the movie of the week. So let's get right into that. Um, your name from 2016 
is uh, directed and written by Makoto Shinaka. Uh, I, I pro- tried pronouncing this before, and I still mess up. Shinkai, as I believe how you say it. Makoto Shinkai. Um, he wrote also apparently a novel about this. Now, Corey and I ended up watching the American dub uh, because that I bought this a while ago and did not pay attention to what I was buying. It was on sale, I think, on Vudu, and I was like, sweet. Snagged it, but it, it is the American dub, which... I'm not opposed to, but I do, uh, when we're watching anime, I, I do prefer to watch in the native language and read the subtitles. I do think that's the correct and preferred way for most anime viewers, but we watch what we had. So we watched the American dub. So we're going to read the American voice cast because that's who we heard. Um, so uh, Takai um, is voiced by Michael Sinter, oh boy, Sinter Niklas. There's a Klaus at the end. Sinterklaas, maybe. Um, Mitsua is uh, voiced by Stephanie Shea. Uh, her little sister, Yasua, is uh, voiced by Katie Harvey. Um, their grandmother, Hatoa, is uh, voiced by Glennis Bell. And then I think worthy of... No, that's those are the big characters. Um, looking for some other... Well, you got the, the, the kind of dating girlfriend, Laura Post... And the friends, Kyle Herbert, Ben Pronsky, Ray Chase. Uh, you know, it's it, there's a lot of characters. Actually, there there was a few choices where, um, especially given the nature of this movie, where I was surprised that we were cutting to other perspectives than the main two characters. Um, because there's there's a conceit uh, we'll, we'll get into. I, I don't know when to consider what spoilers in this movie, because it feels like... There's a lot of reveals in this film, and I don't want to give anything away if you haven't watched this yet. But if you're new to the podcast, we do start spoiler-free, and we will give a warning before we get into all the details. But uh, the premise on IMDb reads as follows. Two strangers find themselves linked in a bizarre way. When a connection forms, will distance be the only thing to keep them apart? Uh, 79 Metacritic. It has a 8.4 IMDb user score. And... um, I'd heard a lot about this, which is why I picked it for the last movie of the month. Um, so some general comments. Uh, I think this movie's gorgeous. Like I love the art style and the look of the, the villages and cities. Um, apparently uh, a lot of the locations and stuff are built on real landscapes. So like you can actually go and visit a lot of the places um, in the movie in real life, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I watched um a YouTube video right before we recorded from, I always forget the name of the channel and this is a channel I, I watch frequently. I'm getting the name now. It's, um, I don't think he does stuff as much anymore. The ATZ show is the name of the channel. Uh, he does a lot of the movie stuff. He does is ending explained. So it's whatever the movie is ending explained. Oh. And, um, I liked, that's where I learned that detail about the, the landscapes. And I really liked, uh, I didn't feel like this one some of the movies that I watch from him that he analyzes, I am very lost. I felt like I pretty much understood what this movie was saying. And when I watched this video, it just kind of confirmed that I was on like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I like movies that deal with what this movie deals with as far as like the (laughs) sci-fi element. I don't know what I, I, I feel like there's so much spoiler. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, I, it's very, very vague, the, you know, synopsis. 
Right, there's a connection, right? Like, that's about it. Well, as I hope so, they're in the same movie. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, it is like, well, that doesn't give you much of what this plot is. Um, so, I... I will say, I, I really enjoyed this. I found myself uh, emotionally attached to these characters. Um, at one point, I cried, and I didn't really fully understand why I was crying in that moment. Um, like... I just got really emotionally attached to something and I don't want to talk about what or the scene. Um, but I, I was like moved to tears. And then the end of the movie, I was um, still quite emotional about how it played out. I thought, I thought it was a very beautiful film. Um, I didn't know. I I'd heard a lot about this movie back then when it was in theaters and it, it did even get an American theatrical run, which doesn't happen as often for anime. Um, and uh, this movie broke like box office records and people were like claiming to have seen it like 20 times in the theater. Like it, this movie had this, uh, a big, not just here. It's like worldwide. Like there was like this phenomenon, which has happened before. Like Avatar did the same thing, um, which actually now that I say that out loud, now there's a connection I have to that, that I'm going to have to bring up when we get to spoilers. But um, I don't know. I I am very happy to have finally watched this. Uh, it's one where I really want to talk about it, and I feel like I'm four years behind, so I don't want to just like randomly bring it up to people. But especially because like it's not. I I agree. Except it's not streaming on something like you can rent it, you can buy it, but it's not like on Netflix or Hulu, and that Word. does seem to be a huge prerequisite for bringing things up to people. Um, you, I'm willing to pay for movies. Like I I still buy a lot of physical copies of stuff and. Uh, not as much as I used to because I'm running out of space, but um, I do buy a lot of digital movies and I, I'm not, I, I tend to prefer not to rent the digital film because it's, it's only a few more dollars to just own it. If you wait yeah. like for the sales and stuff. And I really, I, I've said this a million times and I'm going to keep saying it until some company listens back in the day when we bought music from iTunes, if you bought a single and then you later decided you wanted the album, that dollar you bought on the single came off the price of the album. Do that with rentals. If I rent a movie, give me the option to buy it at a discount. Like it, it would, it would make me rent so many more movies. And there's less I, to lose, right? There's less to lose. And you, they're not losing anything because they've already got my rental. So worst cases, that's all they get from me. Best cases, they get eight more dollars from me, you know, like, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, but it, when I, if I rent it, it's going to have to really wow me to get me to buy it. And I know that logic is flawed because I would gladly go see it at the theater, which is way more than the rental and then still but, buy the movie. But, but going to the, ex- the theater is an experience. Agreed. You're paying for that whole like trip and the screen and everything. I'm just watching it the same way. I'm going to watch it if I buy it. So I often find myself either willing to buy the movie and maybe never get to it like that. And that's the other thing too. The rental, like I know when I rent it, I have to watch it. And sometimes I'm like, well, what if I what if I can't? Yeah, I like I think Amazon does it. I don't know about Voodoo. I don't know about all the streaming services. But when you rent a movie, because sometimes I'll rent them because they're like ninety nine cents. I don't yes. barely ever rent them, but sometimes Amazon does that, and you have thirty days to watch it, which is nice yeah. because exactly like you're saying, I want to see it. Maybe just not right now. Most most of the ones that I have used also do something like that. And then once you start, if you start to watch it, you have 24 hours or sometimes it's 48 hours. It just depends on the rental. It seems like with older movies, they give you two days to watch it. 
Um, and then like new stuff though, it's usually always 24 hours and that's cool or whatever. But at the same time, if you gave me the option to buy it afterwards, I would be so happy. Anyways. Um, that's why I, I, <laughs> Who I haven't told that. Right. Why I haven't told, uh, I, I mean, I just watched this two days ago, so it's not like I've had a lot of time to shout at the rooftops or anything, but, um, I, definitely want people to see this movie i just wish i could say yes and you can watch it for free on and technically yes i know it's not for free but most people have a streaming service at this point so if they already have the streaming service then it's free to them they're not they're not shelling out money on a recommendation that they may or may not like because that's the thing to me i'm not opposed to anime but i don't generally watch like when I hear anime, I think Naruto, I think Dragon Ball Z, I think uh, um, My Hero Academia and uh, Attack on Titan. Those are like the when I think of what my students talk about when they say anime, it's more in line with that. And this is a drama that is animated, right? Like it's not an action movie. There's no martial arts in it. Like it's there's not giant monsters from outer space. Like so, I don't know if like. I, I don't feel like I can say, do you like anime? Here is some anime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it is anime, but I don't know if that's what the general colloquial version of anime is to most people. Like, if you say anime to your random person who isn't, like, into Japanese anime, are they going to assume, I mean, Dragon Ball Z and be excited and then be like, what is this? This is like a, a rom-com almost, you know? Um because that's also how I feel about um, the silent voice that we watched at the beginning of this month. I also really, really like that movie. I would very much recommend, with a little caveat, because it is, I think it's a lot sadder. Um, but, you know, I also still don't think of it as... I don't think that's how people assume anime would be if you just said, do you like anime? Here's a movie I think you should watch. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. I feel like the people, I haven't known many people who are really into anime, but, or that like it, but I feel like, I mean, I have watched some though, that this is what I would think of. And that's what, like, all, I consider Studio Ghibli anime, and Studio Ghibli fits more in with this than what I just described, but when I hear a lot of my students say they're into anime. It's very martial art influenced anime. It's Bleach even back. We're going back now. No one says Bleach anymore, but Bleach was like, when I first started teaching, Bleach was really popular. Naruto is still kind of popular. Um, and, and technically anime is just animation from Japan. Like that is, I think the more accurate definition of my understanding, at least. And if I am wrong, feel free to tweet at me and correct me, but don't be mean um, about it though. Yeah, because I'm not doing this, at, you know, from a place of knowledge. This is like, it's an area that's been on a gap list for me for a long time. Um, I've never, like, when I was younger, I avoided subtitles. This is something I've been slowly rectifying over the last six years. Um, and I, I've really come to, you know, have no no hesitation watching a movie with subtitles unless I'm not ready to fully give myself to the movie, right? Because that is you have to watch the movie if you're reading the movie. Like you can't look at your phone and watch the movie if you can't understand the language. So that's my only reservation now is that like, am I going to be confident I can give a hundred percent of my attention to the film I'm about to watch? Um, so I, it's an area that I know I have gaps in uh, outside of, again, I've watched all of how Miyazaki's films at this point. So I, I, I've seen 
the majority of the Studio Ghibli films. There are some directed by other directors I probably have not seen. Um, we've watched Grave of the Fireflies. And uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, A Silent Voice. And this, I think, all in the podcast. I don't think we've done anything else. Um, but it, it's a... It's a a genre that maybe I maybe the problem is that I have assumed it was one thing, and I love martial art movies, so I don't know why the martial arts anime has never really pulled me in. Like I I did watch one of the Dragon Ball Zs when it was like on Cartoon Network in like 2000 when I was first in college, and I was into it for a little bit, and then I got really annoyed because I don't know if you ever watched Dragon Ball Z, I too, have but like a lot. They they it takes like four or five episodes for a single action to complete. Like they start throwing a fireball on episode two and then by episode seven, it finally goes off. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand why they're doing this. Like it is always, I don't have the patience and for that. A lot of the same stuff over and over and over and over. My brother yeah. was really into it. So we would watch it after school and then I would watch Sailor Moon. Mm. And that, that was kind of my, like, cause everyone loves dragon ball right like that's a such a popular one and i yeah. i just never got into it like i i kind of like the idea of it i like the character design and stuff it's just like the the show just felt so tedious and couldn't get past that mm. i can agree with that so i i said what i thought about your name what about your name Corey? what do you think well it's Corey star two r's on the end ah. i know that i always spell my last name like with two r's but it I feel like for now and I should spell my first name because people get that really wrong since we we're talking about my name. Um, I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. It was beautiful. I really did not like any of the music in it. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, I felt like mm. you. I was like, God, this is really distracting. And also. Not good to me. That's I actually think I like the music, although I think are you talking there's like a a pop punk yeah kind of thing. Yeah, I now I I like pop punk music so I'm kind of a sucker for it. I was wondering the whole time if that was the same music in the Japanese version. So I I did very 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 light reading on this. Um I've had a week, but um it, I think that it is the same person who sang for the Japanese language version sang for this one and i think that they did the lyrics for it too so i thought that was cool at least that they you know mm -hmm. kept that the same but like i said i did very light reading on it did not fact check that but you know well yeah and i mean that's more than i did so um i i was just job. interested in who did the music because I don't know. It like kind of sounded a little familiar to me, but it definitely was not familiar. I was like, "Huh. Okay." Yeah, it I I did notice it. So I will I won't deny that part of it, but I was like I'm like I kind of like this. But, you know, not I wouldn't like I, it's not a song that I would like throw on on my my uh even in my pop punk playlist. It's not like catchy like that, but I didn't dislike it. Um and maybe to the movies uh fortune i've been listening to a lot of pop punk that i don't normally listen to i just like threw a pop punk playlist on um on youtube music so i've had a lot of pop punk going so it happened to like coalesce at that moment so i was just kind of i was used to listening to pop punk that i was not familiar with because i i have a very like blink 22 and then very select songs from like 10 New other Found bands glory. that i listen to newfound glory being a big one and all of their their uh movie ones right 
or movie, is it covers? Yeah, I love. Uh, I love all the movie songs, which are covers, but yeah, all the all of those, and then um, I do like five of their like other songs a lot. Like I, I love like my friend over you kind of thing. Remember if it was like they were doing covers from movies, or if it was just like other band covers. I remember they did like a series of cover albums. They have three. Uh, it's I always screw this up. I think it's from the screen to your stereo is the name oh, of the, okay. the albums, and they just volume three came out twenty eighteen. Oh wow, um, I didn't realize. Uh, they did, uh, oh, man, Corey, you got to listen to that album. It's fantastic. They did um, Let It Go from Frozen. Their version oh, my God. Fantastic. Uh, Some... Accidentally in Love from Sh- you know, Shrek 2. Shrek. And then uh, the song from um, Twilight, The Thousand Years, is like their cover of it is one of my favorite songs. Like, not even a joke. Like, I love, I did not like the Twilight version of the song, I... whoever sang it. it never under- theirs. Never understood how the Twilight movies got such good musicians on their soundtracks. I never like listened to the soundtracks, but I glanced at them and I'm like, how? And not all of them, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like, how did you do that? Money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Money helps. But, um, so the, the music was distracting. What else? Uh, any other I, thoughts I did on the movie? Like the, uh, I did like the uh, animation. Uh, it was, I don't know. I, these kind of, this, it didn't, I don't know. I felt like there was a lot going on, but. There is. Um, I, I, we, this is that listener. It sounds like we don't know what we're trying to say. And it's, we are dancing around. Not plot mechanics. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Cause there, it, it is. I don't know. I feel like I knew a little bit of what I was coming into, but not entirely. And that's where I feel like I don't want to ruin it for someone who knows nothing. Cause it seems like the, the, the film wants you to slowly understand what you're witnessing. Um, Cause there's like three movies that it reminds me of as far, not like each of those movies are different, but this kind of pulls in and merges these concepts together in a really cool way. I thought it was really innovating. And I like stories like this, especially if I think they work. And that's the thing that I really love about this is I think as far as I can tell, everything seems to make sense. And that's really, really hard to do in a movie that's playing with this kind of stuff. And I, that makes me really get into it. And then I also love the characters and that is a big thing. Like if, if you can give me characters that I'm going to feel pathos for and or that are going to have pathos and i'm going to feel empathy and want to want them to succeed at their different goals um and i mean there's this movie does a lot like it juggles so many different stakes because i'm invested in the individual stakes of the characters and what they have going on but then they reveal this world stakes where like there's a lot of people going to be impacted by something and i cared about that too like that's not something some movies would be able to do. Like you think of like suicide squad or um, even like, like a lot of the comic book movies, they never make the stakes about the character. It's always like the world's going to end. And for some movies totally makes sense. Like I, with Endgame and infinity war. Yeah. Okay. Totally makes sense that everything's at stake, but like suicide squad, Harley Quinn has a baseball bat. Like what, what business does she have saving the world from a, a God? You know, like that's not her thing. That's, the superman's thing like her thing is like beating up the the bad guy who's gonna you know hurt somebody like that's what you gotta scale it down right 
And your name manages to kind of balance both. You get the personal stuff, but then you also get this like huge outcome. And at first I did say like, how is that going to, how is that going to be something they can fix? And then they, when they address it, I'm like, Oh, okay. I totally get what's happening. And I like that. So I was into the plot and into the story and then into the characters, which just, that's, that's what you want. You know, you want to feel like everything matters. And I did, and that won me over. Plus I enjoyed looking at it, which is always nice uh, when you have a movie that looks that good. Um, and yeah, I, I, I had no uh, issues with this at all. Like I was definitely into it and having a really good time watching this and glad that, like I said earlier, I was glad I bought it and that I can rewatch this or I can convince other people to watch it with me potentially. Um, because I do think it's good. I, I am going to try my daughter and her boyfriend definitely are into anime. Um, I have been apprehensive to bring this one up for the last few days, even though I really want to, just cause I don't know if it's the kind of anime that they're into and I don't want them to not like it. So. Or you, no, I'm just kidding. It, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cause you're a parent. I'm just kidding. I feel like yeah, that was no, really that was mean, fine. but it was meant to be funny. No. No, like that fine. they'll judge you. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's it one like it is like the movie's obviously not for us, right? Like it's it's high school kids, like, and I I still care I don't about, know. can't hardly wait. I right, I and that's the thing you and I and I think a lot of adults we still we cling to like high school movies that we loved when we were younger. You know, like everyone still oh the Breakfast Club, which is maybe a little overrated, but still like it's an enjoyable watch. I get why we watch it. Um, you know, we still like can't hardly wait, and I I. I don't like a lot of the same, like, I don't really love American pie anymore. I still have like fondness for when I watched I it, but I'm not edgy. like, yeah, I'm not like actively like, Ooh, let's watch American pie. Like, I don't remember the last time I watched American pie. I, you know, it's been, it's been years and I'm trying, I know there's other high school movies that I like a lot that I'm not thinking of all of a sudden. Clueless. Of course. Uh, yes. And, I, and Mean Girls. I have to tell you, yesterday I was making dinner and I felt like my cat Clover, my little angel baby, my black cat, was judging me. And I was like, you're a virgin and you can't drive. And I was just kidding in the kitchen and Bill's like, what? And I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like, are we married <laughs> right now? Like, what's happening? I was like, Bill, clueless. I... He watched it with me a few years ago. Like, this poor guy just wasn't really into movies, you know? And, I mean, yeah. we've been together for a long time, but um, he just gets wrapped into things sometimes. And he watched Clueless, and I think that he was surprised that it wasn't a stupid movie, you know? I right. I, I felt the same way about Mean Girls, you know? And then I yeah. sat down, and it was like, oh, my God, you know? It's such a great movie. There's so much to it, so many layers. And I, I think that we all write off movies you know it's we we fall don't we shouldn't judge a, a movie by its trailer or its poster um word we, uh because a lot of we got to remember that hollywood's trying to sell the movie they don't always know what it is they're selling sometimes they're just like okay it's got Lindsay lohan and, and girls in pink we'll put them on the poster <laughs> and that's what you got you know um so good but your name uh we were gonna get into spoilers so let's do that guys from here on out we're gonna talk about this movie in great detail you have been warned okay so the whole premise there's there's a few conceits right we have the freaky friday type body swap movie mm -hmm. that's how it starts like we start with the body swap and i gotta talk i love the movie's uh trickling in of humor him the him waking up at her body and groping the boobs 
I felt like it was very, like, I mean, it's a cartoon and we're supposed to feel empathy for them and we're supposed to view them as people or humans, you know, but that was just very human. Like, yeah, I just, I mean, I would probably do that. You know, like, what is this body that I'm in? I don't know. It got me right away. But he didn't just do it once. <laughs> it was a, a a recurring joke that they really crushed with the little sister walking in on, on it. And just that was like, really funny. Like, you really like your boobs. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I just can't imagine, like, waking up in a teenage body that you've never even been in. Before. You know what I mean? Like, complete opposite yeah. of what you are. Just, I just feel like they did that. What that I mean, it happened multiple times, but that one moment was very, yeah. Ew, I can't. And, oh, go ahead. Oh no, uh, just so there's the body swap movie, and again, there's a lot of body swap movies more than Freaky Friday, but that's the first you know kind of idea of it. Then you get um kind of a lake house vibe. Did you ever see the lake house with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves? Uh, where they are communicating through a mailbox, but they're like a decade apart or something like that. Spoiler no. for the lake house. Um, it's not a good movie, but I happen to have seen it because I like rom-coms and I like Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. So, um, See, Hollywood's selling you something. Right. I, I saw it a long time ago. Uh, it may be a better movie than I remember. I don't think it was. I was very young <laughs> when I saw it. Um, but I'd never forgotten the premise of it because it was yeah. very this like uh, this love blossoms across time. Right. And so that happens in this movie. There's the reveal that they are swapping bodies. These are real people. These are not dreams. But there's a three year gap that her timeline when he is in her body is three years in the past. Um, and we don't know why that is, but we start to kind of get the vibe that it's at a different time. Um, and then we find out very tragically that she died three years ago in a, a freak accident with a comet. And that was where I first started to like, okay, here's where they lose it. How are they going to be able to change the past? It doesn't make sense, you know? Um, and then it totally makes a lot of sense. And uh, there's, they do some really good laying the groundwork stuff where like we, we were talking about the twilight hour and stuff. And I knew it was important when they were talking about it, but I didn't know why. And then later there's a scene where they get to actually meet in person for the first time, but it's not really in person because it's three years apart, but because of the twilight hour, their spirits are able to communicate and it's, it's great. You have a lot of uh, paradoxical stuff where like they're able to, swap bodies because he's arrived at this moment and drinks the sake that's made from her spit, which is part of her soul. And so that's the connection that they initially formed. But then she also gave him this ribbon that she, you know, that we were told means a connection. Like that's why they braid the strings and stuff. Like I love all of that, the cultural stuff that I'm not as familiar with because I, I knew very little about Shinto as a religion. Um, but luckily uh, my time with Spirited Away gave me a lot of insight into Shinto because there is a lot of Shinto elements built into Spirited Away and I'd done some reading on it. So I kind of picked up on those elements here um, that I wouldn't have a few years ago. So I was happy I had a little bit of background knowledge so that I got the vibe of what was going on there. I still am not by any means an expert. I just have I've done enough reading to to have like uh, superficial knowledge of, of what Shinto is and, and picked up on those themes early. Um and I just, man, I, I really think the way they make the time travel work and then you get the payoff at the end where they see each other, they don't remember each other. It's more like deja vu. Like, I, I'm i drawn to you. I feel like I know you, but I know I don't. And then they 
you get the name drop. I mean, they do a good job with the your name thing throughout the movie, I think, like using it as part of the dialogue and stuff. But how it ends is just like I was like, oh, my God. And um, I was I, I, I was kind of devastated by the comment thing when like the revelation that all these people died to this comment. And um, I think part of what hit me, too, is like she know she knows the comments coming because he tells her like through through the past. And she's doing everything she can. Like she convinces her two best friends that it's happening and they do everything they can to try to rally the city to a safe space. And they don't want to listen. And I'm going to, I'm going to not go political, but I am going to say in the sense that we are watching people die across the globe and people are still acting like nothing's happening. And that helplessness that I think these characters feel, I am definitely able to empathize with because I, I am so devastated that so many people are still acting like there isn't a disease despite watching oh, it's not real. people die and things like that. And listeners, Corey is joking. I'm totally but joking. I, and I am, I'm not trying to get political because I'm not, I'm not going to place judgment or anything, but I do. It hurts my heart to know that people are suffering and dying because some people won't accept the reality and take precautions to prevent the further spread of an illness that would be mostly preventable at this point, especially if we would just follow a few guidelines and like here, they weren't asking them to give up everything for weeks or months. It was like, Hey, come to the school for 10 freaking minutes yeah, and Uh, and stand there and you will be okay. And they're just like, no. And like, wait, they weren't doing anything. They just, I don't know, standing around. That was kind of, I don't know, because they're over the loudspeakers, and they're also walking through and running through and yelling at people, and they're just standing there. Like, I feel like something like that would at least cause, you know, and, like, we're always told to scream fire. Sorry, I'm a woman. Um, To scream fire, and, because that'll get you more attention than screaming other things, and, like, they're screaming that there is potential for wildfire, and nobody's, like, paying any attention. Yeah. And there was an explosion. It's not like there was nothing. No. Like they they triggered an explosion to at least sell it. So, and they're still like, nah, what's nothing's happening? <laughs> no big deal. They're like, oh, that was an explosion, and still just no regard for their safety. I yeah. don't know. No urgency. Just like, no, we're good. And then like the government also like just you know, no, 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 we're not doing that. Like all of that, it just felt home. it felt a little real yeah. right now that maybe wouldn't have wouldn't have hit quite as hard when this movie came out, you know, cause it was it hadn't, Word. I hadn't witnessed it. Um, it would have been like, why are they, why are they acting like that? People don't act like that now. I'm like, Oh yeah, people act like that. What's wrong. Why won't you listen? <laughs> like, um, so like that, that hit, I think there, like I was, that whole last part, I was very like hands on my face, like in shock and like, Oh my God, are they going <laughs> to, are they going to fix it? Um, I, I was definitely invested and really, really into this movie. Man. Are there any uh, comments or anything on the the spoiler stuff that we you hadn't mentioned? I just thought it was funny when they kept sw- uh, switching bodies, especially on his part. Um, you know, oh, I have a job, and I guess I'm late for my job. Where do I work again? And mm-hmm. I did think the humor was pretty good. I do think that they did a good job, like balancing the uh, emotions in this movie. Like mm-hmm. nothing felt out of place. Sometimes, no, I. I- 
I liked so much of the humor. Um, the relationship that he, she forms for him with his boss mm-hmm. um, is really it's it's sweet and um, it's also like he's so sh- like stunned and shocked when it happens. And then uh, the scene where she she knows he's going on the date and she starts crying and she doesn't like fully understand why she's crying at first. And then um, I guess I, I kept anticipating because of the body swapping, especially the gender swapping, that this would be like maybe a metaphor for like a trans person or something. And it, it's not. Um, I'm sure there is something like there's stuff you can probably pull from that experience. of, But it's not like that's not what the movie's doing. Um, but I, I'd heard before seeing this that it was a body swap movie and that it, um, that she was like like rural farm town and he was big city. And that was all I knew about it. Those are the only two things I knew. Um, I'm not even sure if it was a body swap or if it was this weird like distant connection I'd heard about. But Well, we know uh, like he, she wishes to be uh, a, oh, I hope in my next life or something that I'm a yes. teenage boy in Tokyo or something. But we never hear anything like that from him, do we? No. And I think that was more like I that could have gone to a place where like she genuinely wanted to be a boy, but that's not the vibe, especially because they seem to fall in love with each other. I think it was more of one of those things where it's like being a girl is hard and I hate it. Like that was, I think more, especially given like the nature of her, her dilemma. Um, it felt more like that to me than it being actual, like I, I am a boy or I feel like a boy in a girl's body. But I just, because it's not even that, um, just like that's why I feel like you know she gets switched into a teenage boy in Tokyo's body, but you know what I mean. Like we didn't hear anything from him, which we don't have to. But no, and it would. It, I guess it makes more sense from her perspective because you know she's the one in in peril versus like he's he's not wishing to save somebody, but she inherit she accidentally makes a connection that allows her to save her family and her friends and stuff um where he he wouldn't have like he witnessed the comet but he wouldn't have like maybe been as emotionally attached to it right because he didn't know anybody there until he was there essentially you know he becomes her right and he but and then he has closeness you see like when he realizes what happens he's devastated because he's friends with people there again through her body but he clearly cares about those people. Like everyone in this movie is mostly good. Like I would yeah. say the only villain is the, is her father. And um, that's, he's just barely turned to a villain. Like he's, he's a little misunderstood. There is a little bit of like criticism about turning your back on, on the traditions of the past and on your religion. Um, and a, again, he's a corrupt politician. So that, that definitely, uh, is criticism you know about politicians and stuff and again maybe lands a little a little harder now than it would have a few years ago but um yeah i i think this is a movie that um it's very easy to see why people would want to come back to it and rewatch it it's very it's it's very deep and it's very complex but it's also i think done very well and it's easy enough to follow that even if you have like not done what i have done which i've watched any type of movie that deals with like time travel pretty much I've seen not every one, but I've seen a lot of time travel movies. I've, I've thought hard about time travel and, and multiple dimensions and stuff like that. So like, 
uh, and comic books inherently have that built into it, you know, like the whole DC multiverse. So it's a, it's a concept I am familiar with. So I'm, I am always looking to kind of sort those things out. And I found a lot of joy doing that with this movie and it, and it felt like it paid off. I feel like they did a really good job of making sure it added up, which not all the movies that do this do. Like I have heavily criticized the time travel logic of back to the future Two specifically because it breaks its own time travel rules established in the first movie. I will not get into that right now, but, um, I, uh, I, yes, uh, I felt like this particular movie did a really good job with that, which only made me love it even more. So, um, anything else? Um, no. Then uh, let's get into rankings. It's probably pretty obvious. I'm gonna go must see. Must see. I, what you're gonna say? Yeah, yeah, must see for sure. I feel like we what should start you? guessing what the other person's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I. I was gushing a bit, so it was pretty obvious for mine. But, I know. Uh, I feel like uh, if we're going to guess that you're going to go not quite golden. Yes. I can accept that. Yeah. I well, feel like. Uh, listeners. Oh, oh ahead, well, ahead. like compared to the first movie we watched this month, I'm forgetting the name of it. I didn't like how, like, I had a hard time, like, connecting with the main character a little bit. Um, cause I felt like he was of just, this? uh, no, of the first movie we watched this month. I can't remember yeah. the name. I'm so a silent voice. Yes. Um, cause I felt like he was only like doing stuff because it has been done to him, you know, gotcha. but I didn't, I liked what you said that there aren't really like any unbelievable villains in this. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm not always opposed to that, but it's, it, sometimes it's nice to just have like can be a more grounded world. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not. Like, there's still bad things that happen, but they're not necessarily, like, these evil, like, big plans of, like, takeovers and stuff. He was manipulating the government slightly to, like, get a political position, but he it didn't seem like he was, like, condemning people afterwards. Like, it just was like, yeah, okay, he's a little corrupt. He's he's using people to get the position he wants, but that's that seems to be the end of the corruption. Now, granted, that's still corruption, but it's not as severe as, like he was doing it to steal all the town's money and that, you know, people like saying, were like, starving and right. Like there's nothing, if that is the case, it's not ever brought up. So like you, you don't get the vibe that he's just some super villain that they have to take down. It's more about the human story. And I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that concludes drawing conclusions month, April, 2021. We're heading into may and may is going to be may music docs. Uh, we're going to be getting into some music documentaries, uh, something that uh, Corey and I both, when we started this all these many years ago, had not been active with documentaries. I have gotten substantially better about watching documentaries, but there's still a lot that we've heard of and we've heard great things about that we've never watched. So we decided uh, music docs, something Corey and I both have been very, very passionate about music. Interestingly enough, that is the one area that we've often been very divided upon. Um, yes. Is our musical taste. Um, We're not friends. Yeah. And heavily because of music, because we, we both so, I think we kind of form our identities around music for a long time. Like that was kind of who, how we put ourselves out into the world was like the bands that we, we listened to and love were part of our image. Right. And so they clashed, uh, not like the band, the clash, but you know, um, it's great. They weren't they weren't all on on 
the same page. Uh, Corey likes to make up bands. I was just about to say. To, I was just about yeah. to say that. Um, but so we, we've we've got four music documentaries picked out for next month. Uh, we're gonna be watching Dig with an exclamation point. So it's like Dig. Um, then Gimme Shelter, uh, Tina, which is a new documentary, is on HBO Max now. Uh, it's from this year, if I'm not mistaken. And then Cobain montage of Heck. Um, three of those are on HBO Max. That's Gimme Shelter, Tina, and Cobain. You might have to shell out at least seven bucks to see Dig. Uh, it is available to buy or rent on Prime. Um, but that's what we're going to be watching in May. We're covering music documentaries. Uh, very excited to get into that month and see uh, what we've been missing in that that genre. But until then, you can reach out to us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. Pretty much wherever socials are. And Corey, how can they find you? At Corey R Star. C O R E Y. <laughs> yes, and two R's on the end. There's a, a lot of a lot of things. It's not the Corey with the K-O-R-I. Mm, don't do that it's to me. Corey. Um, and then if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club Podcast, we ask that you take just a few minutes and rate and review the pod. It helps other listeners find us, and we would be ever so grateful. And that's it for this episode. What I said, we're charming. We, I, you know, I think so. Um, but that's it for this episode. Uh, until next time, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think.